224 Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. I am Eddie Cohn here on a Sunday, a cool post-rain Sunday in LA, which I actually like because I know then the air is going to get clear and crisp and I, I like this occasional rain out here in Los Angeles, so I hope you're doing well. Um, really excited to be here. Feeling great. A little bit anxious. I've got a incoming surgery coming up in about a week that I am feeling a little, as I said, anxious about, but I think deep down I, I should be getting this procedure done. No, it's it's not plastic surgery. I'll, I'll tell you about it after I'm done. But I have been thinking about the medical field and profession, and, and I'm hoping this podcast really sheds some light on the way that your physician, their attitude about your health may impact your own health. I subscribed to Peloton, or I bought a Peloton about a year ago, and I'm still hooked on it. One of the teachers, the bike instructors, her name is Tunde, and I took her class today, and she's just magnetic. It, I think it helps that she has very long limbs. She's a pretty big presence. She's certainly not overweight. I guess she was about 80 pounds overweight before she became a Peloton instructor, but she's lost a bunch of weight. And she's just magnetic, um, positive and fun, infectious. And I was thinking, gosh, let's say somebody like her was your doctor. You know, if you're told that you have a ailment or a condition that you should take care of, Let's say she, her energy, her positive energy, was the one who gave you the news. I, I get the sense that it would change your attitude, and it would make you feel hopeful. It would make you feel encouraged that you could get over what you're about to have to go through. I think I want to share a few stories, which will shed some light on why I've been thinking about these things uh, over the last couple of weeks. I've been thinking about it a lot, actually, probably over the last few years with COVID. And ironically, uh, today, Elon Musk tw uh, tweeted out something like, my gender is um, persecute or prosecute Fauci. I think not not his gender, his his pronouns. His pronouns are persecute Fauci. That's what he tweeted out. And... Boy, I got to say, he, he certainly is starting to resemble a bit of the megalomania surrounding Trump. And, and I don't want this to become a political podcast, but I think one thing that's starting to sort of ruffle my feathers a little bit is, is the ego of Elon Musk. I mean, I don't know anything about him. I know he's brilliant in the sense that he created Tesla and SpaceX, but I think if you're not careful, the ego can take over and take charge. And I don't like when people tweet out these very controversial tweets, and they're doing it to get a reaction. So I, anyway, I say that because ironically, you know, you know, I have some very harsh slash mixed feelings about the way that Fauci and the media presented COVID because I felt like it would scare people and make people feel more anxious and make people worry. And again, if you're anxious and worrying and, and not going outside, um, ironically, your immune system is going to get um, weakened and you may potentially get sick. So I've really been careful, or rather, I've been really thinking about 
the importance of being around people and doctors that make you feel hopeful. So with all that said, I realize I have a procedure done in a week, and this this is not anti-surgeon. This is not anti-medical professionals that are almost artists in the way that they can perform eye surgery or, or bone surgery or heart surgery. I mean, there is an artistic quality to that field that is mind-blowing, and they deserve all the accolades that we shower in their direction. However, when it comes to preventive health, is it, I, think I think I mean preventative health, when it's preventative health or mental health, I think we have a long way to go, and I think we need to rewrite the script in our head and be open to the possibility that you may be seeing a doctor that is actually not good for your mental health and even your physical health, and it is making you feel hopeless. And that is a terrible feeling. About two years ago to this almost day, I broke... So here are my, here are my anecdotes. Um, about two years ago to this day, I broke my ankle. And I had to wear a boot for three months. And I got really discouraged because when I went to the orthopedic surgeon, thankfully I didn't need um, surgery, but he said that I would only have to wear a boot for about a month. And I'm a pretty active guy. I swim, work out, ride my bike. I hit about week six and I wasn't close to not wearing my boot. I would take the boot off and I could barely walk. And so I went back to the doctor because, you know, I'm a bit of a hypochondriac and I can worry when my body isn't functioning properly, which I think is pretty normal. I used to judge myself thinking that that was being a little bit hypersensitive or too hyper aware. But I think when your body's functioning at a high level and it doesn't perform that way, I think it's, it's natural to worry. So I went to the doctor six weeks later and he said, don't worry, Eddie. Um, it's still healing fine. I, you know, maybe I was being a bit... Uh, too optimistic when I gave you my two to four week prognosis, but you're still in good hands. Keep wearing the boot. And, you know, once I hit the three month mark, I felt comfortable taking off the boot. I did make sure to swim throughout that two month healing period. The first month I couldn't go in the pool, but the two months after that first month, I was very adamant to go to the pool every day. Now, granted, I couldn't kick. I wore a boot or I, I held a buoy between my legs and just did upper arm work. Um, but just being in the water, allowing the ankle to sort of just float in the water felt really healing and fantastic. So finally get the boot off, but I'm, I'm still not close to my normal self. In fact, it, it took probably 15, 16 months for me to feel comfortable doing yoga, uh, jogging, jumping rope. And that's the thing. I'm about six months out. Been, I've been out of the boot for about three months. And I go to my internist for just a checkup. And he's asking about the ankle, and I'm feeling pretty discouraged. And I'm saying something like, gosh, you know, I, I still can't even jump rope. I can, I can walk, but I can't uh, jog. I was doing hill sprints at the time before, I, before my injury, and I, I couldn't come close to running up a hill. And he just, he, his, response was, his response was, again, this was, 12, no, this was 16 months ago, so of course they don't clearly remember what he said, but it, it resembled... Well, you may not you might not be able to jog again. So you might have to just pick other physical exercises or cardiovascular exercises in its place. 
And I was sort of like, well, that's that's a bummer. So you're saying I might not ever jog again. And he said, it's okay. You'll just have to think of something else to do. And I walked out of that um, office and he'd been my doctor for 18 years. And I was really fucking pissed. I was really depressed. I was really bummed out. I was like, God, am I not going to be able to jog again? And it was, a, it was a downer. And I thought, he isn't saying this to motivate me. He's saying this because he actually believes that there's a chance that I'm not going to be able to jog again. It, and I thought to myself today, imagine if Day from Peloton was in that office. I, I'm convinced she would have been like, well, it's going to be really challenging, but if you get this foam device where you stand on it and strengthen your ankle. If you keep going to the pool, if you go to the acupuncturist, if you keep work on strengthening, there's no reason why I can't believe that you won't be able to jog again. But that is not my doctor. I'll say was my doctor because he's no longer my doctor. Um, I've gone and found somebody else. But how is your doctor How are the people in your life when something potentially challenging rears its ugly head? Because I'm telling you, it has an impact. If the doctor makes you feel or is portraying an attitude where, oh, there's a chance that this isn't going to happen again, that's that's having a mental effect. It's impacting your outlook. Yesterday, I jogged two miles, pain free. And according to my doctor, I would never be able to jog again. About three months ago, you know, I'm a really good swimmer. I ride my bike, but I was saying to myself, you know, I want to, I want to start jogging, not to run a marathon, but I'd love to be able to jog four to five miles without being sore or feeling completely exhausted. And so I'm slowly working my way up. I, I jogged a mile for about a month, once a week. And then I was up to about a mile and a half. And yesterday was my first day jogging two miles. And I'm incredibly proud and incredibly stoked that I was able to make my way up to two miles. According to my doctor, though, that's something I never would have been able to do. Now, again, I've been doing acupuncture. I've been swimming a lot. I've been working on strengthening my ankle with this sort of foam device that you stand on. That It's almost like a balancing. It's hard to balance and stand on this foam device, but it really engages the ankle muscles to strengthen them. But none of those um, potential cure-alls were presented by my doctor. It was, it was just, no, you're probably not going to be able to jog again. I was sort of like, fuck you. I'm still young. I should be able to jog again. And sure enough, I'm able to jog. It's just, I, I really am sensitive to that. And I'm going to share another story, part two, um, that just happened a few days ago. And again, it was, another, it was sort of another one of those um, FU moments that I wanted to say to my doctor. So I sort of presented this maybe, maybe a month or two ago where I, I had a a cancer scare. I, I went to the doctor about seven months ago. This was the last time that I went to my internist, the one who had the negative feeling about my ankle. I'm, I've 
since this last appointment six months ago, have gone on to find another doctor. So he did a uh, he does the he does the blood work, you know the 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 general blood work for diabetes, cholesterol, prostate, and my prostate number was a bit elevated, and so he was concerned, and of course then I was concerned, and he referred me to a urologist, and so a week later I went to the urologist and. He suggested, well, of course, he did the wonderful prostate exam, uh, but he said, you know, everything seems okay, but let's get an MRI. And so I get the MRI about a week or two later, and of course, it comes back inconclusive. And it's sort of, do you want to go deeper in, (laughs) pardon the pun, do you want to go deeper down this sort of rabbit hole and get the biopsy, which has its own um, side effects and, and potentially negative ramifications by having a, a biopsy in your prostate region. Um, and we ultimately decide, let's just do a wait and see. We're going we're gonna to get a PS, we'll, we'll run a blood test every six months. And I'm relatively young. Um, but the problem with the PSA test is so many things can affect it, be it you know, your diet, your exercise, sexual activity. Um, it's sort of potentially, it, it's, it gives you an indication, but it's really not fully accurate. Um, and of course, my MRI comes back and it's not really conclusive. Um, so my doctor says, there's really, I remember this so vividly. And again, it pissed me off. This was like three, four months ago, maybe five months ago. He said, you know, there's really nothing you can do with the prostate. Um, I can maybe give you like a small dosage of Viagra or Cialis, which I guess has been prescribed now in treating enlarged prostates. Uh, I said, well, what about like these homeopathic or supplements that my acupuncturist and homeopath have suggested? And he sort of had this smile and he said, they're not going to work. But if you want to try them, go ahead. But I'm telling you now, they're not going to work. And he said that uh, defiantly. And so, of course, I walked out of that office feeling pretty bummed out. But I believe deep down that that attitude creates illness. It creates this, this image of there's nothing I can do except listen, listen to Western medical doctors or take prescription drugs. And if, if those don't work, then we have to be intrusive, invasive, and go in and do surgery, et cetera, et cetera, and keep doing biopsies and poking and prodding. And so you're just going to all day be thinking about what's going to go wrong next. And I don't, I don't think it's nefarious in the sense that they want you sick, I just don't think these types of doctors are aware of the words that they use. They, I don't think they're aware of the words that they use and their attitude, how it trickles down and affects their patient's attitude. And I don't think it's one of these moments where the doctor is that way, as I said earlier, to empower you. It's not to empower you because they want you to keep going to them. They want you to be a part of the Western medical system. But when I walked out of that office, I was like, fuck this guy. So I went to the acupuncturist every week for the last three months or four. 
I went to Santa Monica Homeopathic Pharmacy. They gave me um, a supplement, and they also gave me suggested another supplement called DIM, which balances the hormones in your body. I guess it, my acupuncturist also suggested DIM, and he said, as men get older, uh, we can become more like women because we retain more estrogen and, the, and, and vice versa for women. As they get older, they're retaining more testosterone and they start to have more male qualities in their bodies. So it's a natural progression of life. And so these supplements are supposed to balance that um, and ultimately help the health of the prostate. And I went to acupuncture every week, and same with my acupuncturist. He really believes that um, going to acupuncture can help the malady uh, or the issues I was having with my prostate. So I went to him every week, as I said, for a few months, and I've been taking these supplements religiously for the last few months. And so I went back to my urologist this last week. Oh, and I have to say, all of my symptoms, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, um, any of the symptoms of, because of an enlarged prostate, completely eliminated. Now, I, for one, do believe there's something to be said about the placebo effect. But I don't know if the placebo effect can last for four months. I feel like it can last for maybe a week or two, but then it goes away. So all my symptoms are gone. I'm feeling fantastic. I have to be honest. I mean, I've, I've felt generally really pretty well over the last... 10, 15 years. I mean, certainly I have my moments where I get sick and have some psychological issues that I need to deal with. But generally, this I feel fantastic. Eating well, exercising every day, limiting television, reading. I'm writing a lot. I feel great. And so I go to the doctor and I tell him this and I bring the supplements and I, and I walk in and I, I say, Doc, I am feeling great. And I, I just wanted to show you these supplements I'm taking. Um, and he's like, well, I haven't heard of any of these, but, but keep taking them. And I say to him, I go, well, do you, he goes, well, let's take, let's, uh, let's draw blood and check your, your PSA level and, and see what's changed in the last, you know, four months. And look, deep down, I'm terrified because I'm hoping that that number is not going up. And I'm not to say that that number isn't going to go up in two years, five, 10 years, who knows? There's some conditions um, that we just, as we get older, there's a great likelihood we're going to get them. Um, but oh yeah, so he's he doesn't know he's never heard of the supplements other than saw palm other than saw palmetto. Uh, I mentioned pumpkin seed. He didn't realize that that could potentially help the prostate. And I mentioned the dim. His response: never heard of it. But let's take that blood test. And then I ask him. I say, well, because I'm feeling so well. Do you think that my PSA level has gone down and, and these supplements are, are working? And he says, no, I don't think so. And again, one of those moments where I felt the enthusiasm in my body, I felt it squashed immediately, like a balloon popping, the wind beneath my sails eliminated just like that. And look, I've, I've come to realize that I am, I don't know if it's a confidence issue. I don't know. I'm still trying to sort it out. But I, my, my, emotional, uh, my emotionality can be affected by the people around me. Like if that was Day from Peloton in that room, who probably would have been like, fucking A, I'm stoked that these supplements are working. 
Yeah, maybe there, you know, if he could have said, yeah, maybe there's a chance that these, these would have helped your PSA levels. Let's check it out. This is really encouraging. But instead, nope, I don't think so. It's another one of those fuck you moments. God, I mean, it's, it's just, again, the awareness that so many doctors don't have about how their words how their attitude can affect their patients. You know, I, I'm seeing a surgeon for a procedure, and I have to say, not only is he an expert in the field, but he's really, he's warm and friendly, and he's very positive and hopeful. I mean, he's certainly cautious and, and, and is trying to give me all the perspectives that could potentially happen, but um, he makes me feel good about my choice. So back to the, uh, the uh, PSA. So the doctor... You know, he has that attitude. No, I don't think it's going to help. So I leave, again, kind of pissed off. And also a little anxious because maybe he's right. Maybe nothing worked. And I'm just sort of destined for this um, ending that all men are destined to have. I mean, most men, once they reach 75, 80, have have prostate cancer. It's just sort of uh, the ways of the world. And so I get the blood test back the next morning and I'm filled with dread and anxiety. And I click on the link, open it up, and the frickin' number went down. Not a ton, but, you know, a pretty sizable amount. And then I went back to my old numbers and it was actually at a number that, had, that it had been at about six years ago. So it's, it's possible that, that my number is always going to be slightly elevated. But I guess the point is, is that it went down. Now, I don't know why. I'm not sure if it's the acupuncture. I'm not sure if it's supplements. I'm not sure if it's placebo effect. I'm not sure if it's attitude and, and um, exercising every day, eating well. There's certain foods that can really enhance your health but it went down and something's working. And again, I wanted to tell this doctor, you know, maybe it's time to have a little bit more positive attitude. Maybe it's a little bit, maybe it's time to be a little bit more hopeful. And again, sort of bringing full circle before I let you go. That was really my main criticism of the way the media and our culture handled COVID. This isn't denying it exists. I'm not a COVID denialist, but how much attitude plays in our day-to-day life is gigantic, is gargantuan. And if people, whether it's your physicians or um, important people in your life, aren't hopeful, aren't positive, it is going now. Maybe you're not um, sensitive. You know, I'm a pretty sensitive guy. I think that's why I get a, a impacted by other people's emotions. I feel it when I walk by uh, walk by them on the sidewalk, or if I'm riding my bike. I get the sense that somebody is um, cool, or maybe a little wacko. So maybe not everybody is is that in tune to other people's emotionality. But I, I feel it. I I can sense it. So I just think in closing, I think it's really crucial, vital 
especially in, in preventative health, to be surrounded by doctors who are open to the possibility of, of options outside of Western medicine, who are hopeful that supplements, acupuncture, other modalities could make you feel better. This is such an important moment, I think, in, in 2022 as we're coming to the end of this year, taking it to next year, being around people that are hopeful, that don't just follow the trends, follow the system, but try other modalities or curious and believe that there are other medical options out there that can make you feel better. So I'm going to leave you with that story, those two stories today. I mean, actually, something very similar happened before I let you go about five years ago. I was um, at a gym, like a cross-training gym, and I freaking slip. There's like water on the floor. This pisses me off still thinking about it. There's water on the floor. There's somebody cleaning up. She didn't put a sign anywhere saying, hey, you know, floor's slippery. And I freaking fall, and my foot like gets twisted underneath my knee and I really mess up my knee. And so I go to uh, the orthopedic surgeon about a month or two later because it's not getting any better, get an MRI, get an x-ray and sure enough, I have a meniscus tear. And his response is, well, if it's not any better, you can take cortisone shots or we'll have surgery. And then I say, hey, well, what about acupuncture or a chiropractor? And he says, nope, I don't think they're going to work. Well, you know me probably by now. I went to the chiropractor about once a month. I went to the acupuncturist um, once a week. I was swimming for the next year. This, this healing process took a year. And I got to tell you, there were a lot of setbacks. But about a year to a year and a half later, I was symptom-free. No surgery, no cortisone shots, another big FU to the Western medical system. Again, if that doctor would have performed surgery, I'm sure he's an artist in his own right. Um, I'm sure the surgery probably would have been performed expertly with expertise. Um, but I'm just not one to just instantly go to surgery or go to pills. I, I do believe that there are other options available. You know where to find me on social at Eddie Cohn or the Spiritual Spiral Podcast. I have a new book. It's not super new, but it came out earlier this year. SSAFY. It's a satire about yoga and social media. A new bookstore in LA, the Barnes and Noble in Calabasas, just started carrying it, which is fantastic. It's also available at SSAFYoga.com or on Amazon. Any questions? Please reach out. It's always helpful to write a review on iTunes. And hopefully you're staying productive, healthy as the new year ends. And not recording as many podcasts, but I'm still here just prioritizing the creative process right now in my life. As always, thanks so much for listening, supporting, being a part of the downward facing spiritual spiral podcast.